Welcome to the Brunch with Mamas podcast, where we spill the tea on all things motherhood. I'm Elizabeth, a Canadian Olympian, generally living in Austria, and mama to Hurricane Hendrix. And I'm Nicole, a tea-drinking, donut-obsessed, registered nurse, and mama to baby Aubrey. We want to bring you the unscripted, realness, rawness, and humor in motherhood. Join us weekly as we sit down for brunch with seasoned mothers and professionals who share their tips and tricks. Because our goal is for you to feel less alone on this wild ride we call motherhood. Hello and welcome back to another Brunch with Mamas podcast. You're here just with Nicole and Elizabeth today and we are going to be covering the 10 must-haves for postpartum. Um, yeah. Don't just say it's just Nicole and Elizabeth. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You're two favorite uh, uh, podcasters. Uh, yeah. Not and so last week we touched on some of the things that we wish we knew heading into postpartum or some things that uh, I guess kind of caught us off guard. So today we've come up with a list um, that both Elizabeth and I feel like needs to be on your registry if it's not already. Yeah, we were just talking a bit about it. It's like you spend so much time on figuring out what you need for your nursery for the registry. And a lot of times mama gets forgotten about on there, but you're going to be going through a big change as well. And it's also important that you're looked after too. Yeah. One other thing I think a lot of us get caught up in, uh, like the first pictures that we show on Instagram and um, like baby's coming home outfit and just Mm -hmm. what baby's going to be wearing. And I remember I got caught up in having all these like newborn outfits. So we're going to touch on that too. Yeah. So most of this is going to be related to mamas. So we're going to dive right into the number one. I think this is most important. I'm going to say it uh, is having a big water bottle and ensuring you have electrolytes. Yeah. Because if you're breastfeeding, you are likely going to be getting dehydrated and that's super uncomfortable. And for milk production, staying hydrated is super important. And for recovery. I was going to say, and it just helps with the postpartum healing process as well. I think um, one step further than just having that big water bottle is make sure that it has either like a straw or um, an easy to sip like with one hand. So no lid that you have to spin off and then hold, because chances are you might have baby in one arm and you only have one extra hand to um, get that bottle to your mouth. So do whatever tricks you need to do to get the water intake. And I remember talking to you about it. I said, my trick was anytime I was breastfeeding, I was drinking as well because you're sitting there, you're whatever, you're with your baby. Um, But I always like had an innate like urge to drink something. So I got my mom or my husband, Benny, to bring me some sort of fluid at that time. So if you don't have that support, get a few water bottles, just leave them around the house. I was just about to say that, or have multiple water bottles at all the spots you are likely to be sitting or breastfeeding in. And if there's any um, support people listening, so friends of um, new moms or partners, yeah, one thing that you can always do is make sure that water bottle is full. 
Or if you're going over to that person's house, offer to pick them up like a Starbucks or Tim's or whatever, just some sort of fluid, like fluid is love (laughs) in this situation. Like, yeah, yeah. hydration is so key. And like when you're in those stages, you're so tired and you need someone to look out for you. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, Totally number one. Let's move on to number two. And hold on. These aren't, I don't think we actually put these in any order. So they're not in any specific order except for hydration. I believe that's number oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's we have just my personal opinion. Um, but the next one we have is related to nipple care. So if you are breastfeeding, I needed a nipple hat is what they called it in Austria. It's one of those nipple shields and it just... Well, first of all, it helped Hendrix latch better. Um, and then the second thing was it protects it if uh, it has gotten broken for some reason. Now you didn't need. Yeah. So I was just about to say, like, I didn't experience um, any of that. So I didn't need to use a nipple shield or nipple cream or anything of that nature. But I did need those nursing pads because, as I've mentioned before on the show, I did and still do struggle with oversupply and a really fast letdown. So there's milk everywhere. So I guess what we're saying here is you don't know what you're going to need. So just be prepared so that you have the tools on hand. And that just made me think of one other thing too, pumps. Mm -hmm. Some advice I was given while I was pregnant is don't spend a bunch of money on um, like some fancy Uh, electric pump because one you might not even need it and two there's just so many factors you don't know what you're going to need yet or what kind or when blah 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 blah. it's Mm -hmm. so easy to potentially get one um after I mean Amazon you get something the next day friends you could borrow one there's so many ways to get your hands on that so I would save Mm -hmm. money there don't get it until you need it Mm -hmm. um but what you could do is I just had one of those silicone um, milk collectors, like a Hakka. Those are super cheap. So that's a great way to be able to pump a little bit if you need it, or if you're super engorged, it's a way to, um, yeah. Yeah, no, so I think that brings up a good point is that like breastfeeding, whether you're intending to breastfeed or not, it's totally up to you, but your milk is likely going to come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so- whether it's those nursing pads, um, just when that milk is coming in, just to make sure there's no oopses or anything, or if you do choose to breastfeed and your nipples become super, super tender, that's where I suggest the nipple hat or potentially a nipple cream. Um, yeah, so that was our... I, I think I, I kind of found a, and maybe other people will find this useful. I was able to find a diaper balm that was safe to use as like a nipple cream too. So it kind of became a twofer. Maybe we can link that in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then third one is prepared meals. This was huge for my husband and I. I am not usually the cook in the house. He is. Thank you, Dylan. Um, (laughs) But the last thing he wanted to do was like worry about preparing meals. Like he wanted whatever time he could with baby and yeah. So this is super important. Certainly. Um, And so there's like a couple different options. Like we saw, so my mom and dad lived with us 
but then also my in-laws, we all live in the same house. So we were pretty well looked after in regards to meals. So if you have those support people that can support you meals that way, that's super important. But then the other option is freezing meals ahead of time. Yeah. So if you're um, able to kind of set some time in the end of your pregnancy, maybe make a bunch of like lasagnas or easy to pull out of the freezer and reheat kind of meals. Or I've also seen like you can actually like get meal trains set up where I don't remember the actual website, but there's literally like a website that you can link to your registry where um, friends can sign up for certain days to drop off food. Which is awesome. Like you said with water, like food and water or food and fluid, I think are the best way to show your love and support. Definitely at this time. Like don't show up to meet baby without um Food at least both of those like <laughs> a lasagna and starbucks <laughs> yep uh that's a key to my heart um with a steak okay no anyways <laughs> the next one that we had talked about was a salt lamp and you'll expand a bit on this because not necessarily a salt lamp but no but yeah so for us what really worked nicely and again this was a recommendation to me in pregnancy that I never even thought of but instead of having like your bedside lamp or instead of having to turn on the lights in the nursery we bought multiple salt lamps to use in place of those lights because they um, offer like that warm orangey glow so it doesn't have that blue light that really wakes you up Yep. So I don't think it necessarily has to be a salt lamp, but I think some sort of light that's warmer and not the bright blue light. And that really helps to keep um, those night wakings a little bit easier. And that's what we had as well. Not a salt lamp. Uh, Benny had like a lamp that wakes you up with brighter and brighter lights. So we just kept it on the lowest yeah. um, one. So when I was fumbling in the night, Ideally, I wasn't accidentally bumping on the blue light of it, but uh, yeah, no, ideally keep it nice and warm. Another light. thing I did was I, I still do this every night actually, is I turn my phone on to like night shift mode um, mm-hmm. just so that when I am looking at the screen, same idea there. It's less stimulating for your brain yeah. and your eyes. Did uh, we forget about finger foods? No, that's this, that one. Oh, that's okay. this one. Oh, okay. I'm jumping ahead. Nah, so this, okay, it's finger foods. Uh, In regards to when you're breastfeeding, again, you need to look after yourself. And you found this super difficult, hey? Oh man, I really struggled with this, especially once Dylan went back to work and it was literally just me, especially in the mornings. I struggled with um, actually getting food into my body. And so some of my tricks have become um actually like setting out a snack plate for myself first thing in the morning that I can kind of just graze on as I walk by it Mm -hmm. um but another thing is just making sure like you have nutritious uh snacks like granola bars or trail mix or um I don't know other fueling food items that are really easy to munch on like you don't actually have to prepare and sit down with a fork and knife but having those at like your nursing stations yeah so easy to forget to eat no. like it's almost like your hunger cues are messed up but yeah literally because you're just full-on mom mode <laughs> yeah, and I think like I didn't struggle so much with this but I also went out for a lot of breakfasts that, and I find if you can have like seriously yeah. breakfast is actually the most important meal of the day yeah. they don't say that for no reason <laughs> uh no they I say found protein shakes in the morning help too 
Because yeah. sometimes I to eat my calories, or sorry, to drink them than to eat them. So like, smoothies, um, protein shakes. In Austria, when they talk about like eating, you eat like a king for breakfast, you eat like a queen or whatever for lunch, and then you eat like a peasant for dinner. So like that's like their their way is like breakfast is actually like the biggest meal. And yeah. it's a totally different breakfast than we have at home. So you can go out for breakfast for quite cheap here. And that's just what we would do with my parents when they are around or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's how I maintain to eat enough because I don't remember so much with the finger foods. But that's a lot. I think in terms of, yeah, I mean, you, you had a lot of support in the early days too. You weren't alone mm-hmm. as much, I don't think. But I think in terms of what you can have on your registry to be prepared is like put down your favorite like granola bars or something yeah. or like or pouches. I don't know, like apple yeah. sauce pouches. Like those are great. I mean, they're whatever they're put towards kids, but they've got yeah. good nutrients for adults. Yeah, too. totally. Be yeah. creative on that, but you don't want to um, end up starving yourself. So, and you also just don't want to just have like sugar goodness. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean. I'm all for a good candy bar here and there. Um, yeah. but you don't Another thing really that you that. could do, because we've, we've actually gotten in the habit of almost batch cooking breakfast foods on the weekends. So like we'll have a bunch of like um, extra hash browns or like eggs and pancakes that I just need to heat up in the morning. Because again, that's way easier than having to cook a full breakfast. Mm-hmm. But you could also pre-make say like breakfast wraps and have them frozen in the freezer so again, you could do that um, at the end of your pregnancy or even like some healthy, um, really hearty muffins. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I don't know. There's tons of ideas. Anything that is quick, easy to grab. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little fork and knife. If I had to use a fork and knife, it felt impossible because I might have a baby <laughs> latch onto me. So. <laughs> yeah, that makes it super tricky. Um, okay. So the next one we're going to cover is different diapers and wipes. Yeah. So I brought this one up. What was your experience with diapers and wipes? Don't you remember my experience? You brought me diapers in Austria. (laughs) Okay. Um, This is a great time for a funny story. So yes, I went to visit Elizabeth and Hendrix. You were what a month postpartum? I think yeah, our friend um, Sam, she came with me. So we came in and to visit you and to meet yeah. Hendrix. And um, you had a bunch of diapers still in Canada that so this is you what needed. Amazon messed me up. This is what happened. <laughs> so I knew I was going to give birth in Austria. So I asked for Amazon gift cards because I was like, oh, perfect. I can use them on the German Amazon. Yeah, can't. Yeah. So I ended up with thank you to everyone who uh, supported me through that uh, with the Amazon gift cards. So I had to buy everything to the Canadian Amazon, have it shipped to my parents' house, and then somehow make it overseas. So when you're prepping, you buy diapers because they were on the sale. And then, yeah, ultimately my parents, me, we couldn't all bring them over. So month postpartum, Nicole brought me more diapers over. Mm. Yeah. So Sam and I, we traveled only with carry on and literally we had to take the diapers out of their package and like stuff all the nooks and crannies of our suitcases 
with like diapers. these thankfully newborn size diapers are quite little so it was totally doable but going through security was a bit funny because they there's were, no like, baby the heck? and they like did a search I'm like yeah don't ask <laughs> <laughs> it's like too confusing to explain um yeah. so anyways this has nothing well it kind of does but we are encouraging you to not be set on like a specific brand of yeah. diapers and wipes before because babe's skin just might not like it. And their butt shape. So for us, we actually oh. had a, um, oh geez, what was it called? Basically people brought us a bunch of diapers at our baby a shower. Diaper drive. Or what, yeah. Whatever that's called. So we had um, tons of boxes of diapers and thankfully I think we put on the invitation not newborn just because mm -hmm. you don't need a bunch of newborn diapers. But basically my point here is we had a big variety. We had Pampers, we had Huggies, we had Hello Bella, we had all the different diapers. And um, I would encourage you for newborn diapers is like Elizabeth said, don't just bank on, oh, we're only gonna use Pampers. Mm -hmm. um, what we found quite early on is um, depending on baby's shape and size and chunkiness, um, certain diapers fit better. So if you're experiencing like blowouts, like just try a different diaper. Um, it could just not be fitting properly. And then same with the wipes. We, um, instead of buying like a big box of like the multi-pack of wipes, we just bought like the single pack of seriously like seven different wipes until we found one that we really liked. Yeah, because okay. they do have different consistencies, like in terms of like the thickness of the cloth. Sometimes the you can like clean a whole poop. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes yep. you can clean a whole poop with like one wipe. Some white brands you need like two or three. So if you're trying to do a cost comparison, take that into consideration. Um, and some is like sandpaper. Like I'm, I'm yeah. looking at it. Um, I was like, yeah, my my grown at uh, my grown adult. <laughs> bum would not like that so and then some of them have different smells so like yeah. I don't know so just try all the wipes until you find one you like exactly because you likely will go through a lot I mean if you are thinking about not using wipes you can also use cloths and uh, clean them yep. or whatever um I was definitely not keen on that but whatever floats your boat yeah uh, that reminds me you did a fair bit of research on um cloth diapering right I looked into it um, and it actually, okay, this is super controversial, whatever. It can, Let's be, go there. Let's it can go there. be just as bad for the environment as using whatever. So whatever. Because of the water. Yeah. Because is that of, what it was? Because of the water that's used to wash? And if you use a company that picks up the diapers to clean them, then there's the cost of, or the mm -hmm. extra, whatever, travel environment so ultimately what they need to create and maybe they have and maybe i'm just too cheap to use it is like a compostable diaper yeah but then they Does wouldn't exist? i doubt they would be very absorbent i think that's yeah probably key. not you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah <laughs> like the absorbency is i'm sure there are some compostable diapers or like more friendly for the environment um yeah. but they're probably i don't know I won't try yeah. to, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we can't speak to that. We're, we're digressing here. <laughs> Basically, the point of this is don't have your heart set on a diaper brand. Trial and error. Find one that works for you and your family. Exactly. Same with white. Okay, so the next one is having a soft carrier or wrap for hmm. baby. 
So for us, we actually had your hand-me-down, which was a hand-me-down to you. Ha, shout out to Mrs. Booth. Um, this ergo carrier has been um, used by many babies, which is super cool. Um, so we had that from you. And I remember trying to use it in the newborn days. And it comes with the newborn um, insert. So like it was safe to use. But I honestly felt like I was carrying around a hiking backpack on the front of my chest with like my itty bitty baby inside of it. And it was just too much to be just using around the house. It would have been great if we were actually going on a hike, but we weren't. Mm -hmm. So for me, I really found our soft like wrap helpful until she got too big for it. I think we had uh, the Beluga baby, but there's tons of brands out there. Um, mm -hmm. So just something soft that gives you um, the option to have two hands free if you have a baby that like contact naps or I think yeah. most babies at that age want to be close to you. So yeah, um, and like I had both, uh, obviously the carrier that you ended up with. Uh, yeah. And sometimes in the house we'd use it. Sometimes we'd use the wrap. It, it whatever, like just a way. Again, just nice to have the option to yeah. try different things. Um, I think a ring sling, ring sling would be another option. Yep. Same idea, it's soft, but like kind of just on one side. Um, and then like YouTube, how to put them on properly. Because <laughs> it's a little bit complicated. And, and get, get help. help. The first yeah. time you do it, get help. Don't think you're the hero. You don't want to be juggling uh, your baby, wrapping them and doing yeah. gymnastics at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's hard because you may be at home by yourself and baby's super fussy. You're like, oh, just I need you in this sling or the whatever wrap. And just just wait. I know it's difficult. Um, okay. So we're down to our final three. Um, the next one we had talked about was I liked a cozy blanket and mm -hmm. you liked a house coat. I like to house coat, but I think both have their merits. Have something cozy and warm mm -hmm. um, that you and babe can like quickly cuddle up in, or if yeah. you to whip your boo out for breastfeeding or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I liked the house coat just because it was super easy to obviously get a boob out for breastfeeding, but also super easy to do skin to skin mm -hmm. with babe because I wasn't wearing a bunch of layers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I like, I just would wrap myself. I brought a cozy blanket to the hospital as well. Um, so that when I was in the hospital, I wasn't just with hospital blankets. And then afterwards, I mean, heck, I do it all the time. I'll walk around in like a bra and shorts and wrap myself in a blanket. And that's, like it. yeah, it's, it's my yeah. robe or house coat. So, yeah. um, but having some, I think, Cozy. I think this is a nice opportunity to potentially like treat yourself too on yeah. something that's just for you. Or like if you're looking for a gift for uh, expecting mama, like spoil mm -hmm. them to like a really nice robe or pajamas or blanket. Yeah. Something yeah. that's just for them. Because I mean, we we get all the nice things for baby and mom's Mama's important. get forgotten about. Yeah. Um, the next one is underpants um so you weren't in the hospital so did you get hospital underpants no so this is funny because I was a bit stressed about that thinking oh my gosh like they're not going to send me home with the mesh underwear um but I mean me being a nurse before I left work I slowly stocked up don't tell my boss that um 
but I so I because I, I know that everyone raves about the hospital mm-hmm. mesh underwear I know how great they are so mm-hmm. I stocked up I think I ended up just like five or six pairs like I knew I didn't need a ton and I know you can sort of reuse them too so I didn't steal a bunch but I did <laughs> hook myself up um but I remember actually being really stressed about okay, what kind of pads do I need? Do I need like adult diapers? Like what, I did not know what to expect in terms of how much bleeding I'd have or what I'd be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, And to this day, I can't actually tell you what ended up working for me. I know the full on adult diapers, which a lot of people do say they like because it's kind of a one one and done. I found they didn't fit me great. I felt like there was just too much stuff around me. Yeah. So I preferred having like a pad um, yeah. inside the mesh underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also struggled because I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's well, I, so I, my mother-in-law, bless her. She took me shopping uh, before Hendrix was born and she's like, okay, we're going to look at underwear and we're going to get you a few different types that you're okay ruining basically. Right. So yeah. Got, well, like, and for a C-section mama, you don't want it. You need it to be a certain height. Yeah. But I didn't know I was getting a C-section when we right. went on the shopping. No, but like, so were you prepared? Mm-hmm. Did you have the underwear options? Yeah. So I brought like three or four different sets of underpants, uh, that I was ready to ruin. They're brand new. Yeah. They're gonna, whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, um, and like boy shorts with like a super stretchy material was what yeah. I ended up going with. Cause there's no waistband really on them either. So that yeah. didn't and hurt the scar at all. Yeah. And I did not try the adult diapers and I know people rave about them, but I was perfectly con- content in my hospital underpants when I was in hospital. Yep. And I think I went home in normal undies and um, I just used pads. I don't yep. think I had super severe bleeding, but I think that's because potentially of the C-section. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I could totally do with just pads. Yeah. Another thing that just came to mind, we didn't have this on the list. And I think often the hospital sends you home with this. I'm not sure, but the um, Perry bottle. Mm, I would never um, have thought of that because of C-section. Just never did. Right. <laughs> They're cheap. If the hospital doesn't provide you one, have one on hand because it's a game changer. You need it. <laughs> I can imagine. So, and we talked about tuck pads last yeah. and um, different yeah, hemorrhoids and stuff. And like, so, oh, another thing. Um, so I, I made my own like padsicles mm-hmm. um, at the end of my pregnancy. You can find like DIY recipes online where basically you're, you're using a disposable pad, you're putting uh, like some aloe vera on it and then some essential oils and witch hazel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I pop those in the freezer. So I made my own. You can also buy um, stuff like that. And then there's different like Perry sprays you can get. So I don't know. I think, again, just have your options. You don't know yeah. what you're going to need. You don't know what your birth outcome is going to be mm-hmm. or what supports your body needs to heal. But it's easier to just have those things on hand rather than being super uncomfortable and especially those are relatively cheap so those aren't gonna break the bank to make sure you have just in case but even like pads versus disposable underwear maybe like buy buy a bit of both so you have options and it was like even people using um like uh like the period panties oh like um yeah and stuff which i didn't but like that's another idea maybe 
Yeah. And the pads, we'll just talk about those really quick. You're looking for like the biggest ones you can find and the thickest ones you can find. Um, And the long ones or almost double up because, yeah. You just got to make sure you have enough. Yeah. Coverage. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that made sense. We went, we rambled a bit there. (laughs) What's next? Okay. And our last and final one is surrounding newborn clothes so instead of this is almost the opposite instead of having this on your registry we're actually making the suggestion to not have an overabundance and we have multiple reasons for saying this yeah Um, from my own experience because we did end up having a home birth we didn't have um that going home experience and we didn't need a going home Mm -hmm. outfit so there was that but also the first couple of weeks, we literally didn't leave the house. So unless we had like somebody coming over mm-hmm. and even then we, I don't even think we got her dressed. I literally don't think we got her dressed until her two week midwife appointment. Anyways, we literally just had her in a bottle, in a, in a bottle. <laughs> uh. We did not put the baby in a bottle. We put the baby in a diaper and just had like a blanket around her. And I did this for a couple of reasons. One, simplicity. Nobody wants to actually get newborn clothes on a newborn. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And two, um, it really encouraged skin to skin. So that meant every time we were feeding, um, she was naked. And like I said, I was usually in my house coat. So it was really easy access. We got the skin to skin. Um, and I do think that played a really important role in our breastfeeding journey and our bonding mm-hmm. experience. But also um, it just simplified the process. It was easier to do diaper changes. It was easier when she'd have like a spit up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't because know. like likely you're still swaddling. Are overrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're swaddling at the time. So you're going to wrap yeah. them in a burrito anyways. Yeah. And then we'd have... often do the double swaddle if she wasn't like if we were not curled up in bed, if she wasn't like yeah. up against us, we'd do a double swaddle. So she was more than warm enough. Yeah. Um, but the I'm... other thing is newborn clothes didn't even fit. Like, no, they don't. And you, you have a story about this. Yeah. So, um, my kid was born with giant feet. Uh, <laughs> so the rest of him was rather normal size, I think. No, I know. But he had. These... Well, we've always joked that he's gonna be like the next Michael Michael Phelps, like swimmer, oh, yeah, like, because he has like flipper feet. <laughs> he's got flipper feet and huge hands. And like since the moment he was born. So we got footy pajamas because that's what you do. You get the zipper footy pajamas. Mm, yes. If you are going to get clothes, make sure they're zippered. See, Nobody wants to deal with buttons. I didn't mind the buttons, but that's. Oh, really? Dylan, yeah. I hated the buttons. I didn't mind them. Um, anyways, so I had these footy pajamas and like he didn't fit in them or he fit in them for like a short while and not because the rest of his body it's because of his freaking feet they were just too long um and Hendrix has always been a slender baby and he's now a slender toddler as well so if it wasn't for the feet he could probably fit in those onesies for like a long time and someone just suggested just cut the feet off Uh, in hindsight yeah that would have been easier that's what my cousin did for her kid. And I was yeah. like, oh, that would have been a good idea. Oh, so the big feet run in the family, hey? Yes. I got <laughs> tall uncles and cousins. So I, yeah. Um, and newborn clothes are super cute. My, uh, my like crutch is the newborn shoes. 
I think they are so cute. Like Hendrix got the little Nikes from his uncle and aunt. They're so useless. But, but in terms of like, again, so if you're going shopping and like following someone's registry, like mm-hmm. newborn cute Nike shoes or like lasagnas, like which would you prefer? Yeah, fine. I take a lasagna, but there's, yeah. I, like I said, like for some reason, like the baby shoes are like my total crutch where I'm just like, yeah. but they're like the rest of the clothes. I'm like, meh, but the shoes were, oh yeah. That's funny. Another thing with sizing is mm-hmm. you can get, so obviously there's preemie, then there's yeah. newborn and then there's zero to three months. Yeah. And so Aubrey, who was a super average size baby, I found the newborn clothes, mind you, we didn't really start using clothes till two weeks. So she'd gained weight, but we were already in zero to three months by then and almost my whole pile of newborn clothes for her didn't really fit. So I don't know, just kind of find a balance. Obviously you do need some clothes, but just yeah, don't like, make it a priority. There's so many better things to spend the money on. Hendrix still, other than his feet, he still fit in newborn clothes until he was like four months old. Oh, wow. See, that's because the thing. Every baby's so different. His going home outfit from when he, he's, I had one. It was given to us. It's super cute. Anyways, uh, he had a going home outfit leaving the hospital when I gave birth and uh, he still fit in it when we left the hospital after he had meningitis. So that was also his going home outfit. Going home (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was short, like the arms were short, but it was more for like cuteness, whatever. Um, But the pants still fit fine. Uh, So anyways, every baby is completely different, but like you said, zero to three months is a better bet. Yeah. Um, When you'd rather have something that the baby needs to grow into as opposed to something that's too small you can always roll up like the cuffs on the oh, on the, the arms or whatever. Yeah. whatever but that's another thing like I found super helpful on the uh when people bought me clothes was like just to even get like one-year-old clothes yeah because well, we've like, talked about this off air like buying base being mindful of like what season so like you have an my baby's going to be one in the fall. Don't buy me like one-year-old summer clothes, for example. Yeah. Like, so just being mindful of what season you're shopping for. Definitely. And just, yeah. but yeah, get a variety. Like, I mean, like baby onesies are uh, like the bodies is what they call them here. Like where they don't have legs, but they're the shirt. Oh, like a bodysuit. Yeah. yeah bodysuits. Yeah. Um, those are great because you can wear yeah. them like, at every season because if it's yeah, I was gonna say that's basically what Aubrey lives in half the time she's not actually wearing pants she just wears those we only yeah. wear pants house. I shouldn't say we I am wearing pants Aubrey only I don't know I'm only seeing like house. I only see uh your face so I can't vouch for that but I believe you yeah. anyway tangent city today on today's okay. podcast that's uh, what happens when it's just me and you we need so. like, a third person to keep us on to track us in. um yeah so those are the 10 things that we find uh were super helpful for us in those early days postpartum yeah. to keep mindful of and to also add them to your registry look after you mama it's mm-hmm. it's the most amazing time and also like heavy it's hard yeah it's vulnerable can i add a bonus sure i think this is something that um i'd like to see normalized as our generation continues to have babies um can we normalize like postpartum doulas or like lactation Mm -hmm. consultants on your registry 
Yeah, like, we were just those, talking about like, this. Like, postpartum doula is, I mean, this is different because in Austria, in Europe in general, I think it's a little bit different. But here in North America, it's expensive. And I think it's something that gets overlooked and, like, only the privileged can mm. afford it. And that just breaks my heart because... I think it's just support. A, yeah, and especially if you don't have a lot of that close family support, mm-hmm. a postpartum doula can really fill that gap and really yeah. make um, your experience a lot easier to handle. And with that, it makes your bonding experience with baby that much better, mm-hmm. which promotes like the breastfeeding journey. And there's just so, so, so many um, benefits, but there is a price tag attached to it. So normalizing that, like that can be. A gift like put that on your registry have people um like put money towards it same with like house cleaners Mm -hmm. again that might seem like a privileged thing but it honestly i would rather that than um every every mom's needs are totally different so like um like for your wedding this is gonna be uh, hopefully a good example you had your registry as like different things people could purchase for you Mm -hmm. so if you're not like super keen of just like asking someone for money to not be directed for something you could have a registry like that and be like x amount of dollars to go towards lactation consultant or x amount of dollars to go to postpartum doula or whatever it may be um it's a bit tricky because it it may put you in a little bit of a vulnerable situation but why is that like that's i think where we need that societal shift like why why does our society put so much hype on like the new bouncer and the new mm-hmm. bassinet and the new baby clothes when you need honestly help. like all you need is that village and that support and a safe place for baby to sleep for sure i think that is and super- food and, and food, food. And but food. that's where that postpartum doula fits yeah. in because they come to the house and help whatever um, my doula christine made the best egg fried egg sandwiches Ooh. well <laughs> <laughs> everyone no, but, needs christine in their life but exactly right or yeah. a close friend where you can call and be like hey i haven't been able to whatever like um but that's a really good idea to have this on your uh registry just yeah. as another option and it's a unique gift so also yeah. if you're um thinking i don't just want to get something off the registry uh you could like just give cash but then write like something like, I don't know exactly where you'll need this. If you need something for lactation consultant or postpartum doula, we want to help you. Yeah. Or another neat idea. I just thought of this, but because this is something that a lot of new families might not want to spend money on, but such a memorable thing to have down the road is like newborn pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you're trying to find gifts for the family that already has everything. Yep. How about that? Or yeah, I don't know. There's, or even like, skip the dishes gift cards that yeah. was a big thing in our household that was probably some of our favorite gifts was money for takeout <laughs> yeah frozen yeah. lasagnas of course but literally anything to do with food you can't go wrong with same with same in my household too yeah mm, we're a sucker for some good food i mean we named our podcast after brunch so we can't <laughs> yeah yeah buy us a brunch and we'll be best friends yeah. anyways okay so those are the top 10 plus one Um, on what we think is super important to have on your registry in regards to what you need for postpartum mamas. Yeah. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do so. 
because we'd love to have your continued support. And of course, like us on Instagram at Brunch with Mamas and share with us any other must have um, registry items you have or wish you had on your list. We'd love to expand our list even further. Definitely. Always open to some new ideas. So thanks for joining us. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.